All right, so Matt, the other day I bought a car from friends, and I noticed that it was always stuck in second gear. And I mean, this this has not been my day, my week, my month, or even my year. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew, I knew we were headed this direction. I could, I, I just couldn't get there fast enough. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. All right, everybody, here we are again, and we want to thank you guys for sticking through the dark week with us, Um, and technically, we're supposed to be dark this week, too. It's one of those times where we have two dark weeks in a row, and they just fall that way sometimes, but Matt and I don't like being dark for that long. Um, Right. We don't don't like not getting new stuff out to you guys, so um, we're, we're doing... Uh, a bonus episode for you guys this week um it's not going to be that long and it's going to be more like our patreon episodes um where matt has done the research on this and he's going to teach me along with teaching you guys about this topic so matt why don't you take it away and tell us what are we talking about tonight brother okay so tonight adam and i are going to venture to a place where I can't recall that we've ever talked about before. We're, we're going to talk about a place in Alaska. Yep. We have not been there yet. And, you know, you don't really think about haunted places when you talk about Alaska. That's true. But apparently there's more than a few. And I, I picked I picked one that looked like it was it was fun. There wasn't just a ton of of information so i thought well this will make a good a good bonus show and uh we're gonna be talking about or i'm gonna be talking about the red onion saloon in skagway alaska and i'm and i'm probably i've heard it skagway skagway so i'm probably gonna wind up saying it both ways um you know what he means you can correct me later yeah you you know what he means Red onion sounds tasty, though. It, it, it. I know. It I sounds know. What, like what a funny name. Yeah, but it sounds like one of those like saloons or bars that you would go to, and every dish would have red onions in it, like in one way yeah. or another. They invented the blooming onion, and then the outback stole it or something. You know, <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine what a blooming onion made with a red onion would would be like. It, it would probably be pretty good. It'd be strong. Yeah, it'd be sharp. That's for sure. Yeah. So. So the Red Onion Saloon, as I said, it's in and it's in Skagway, Skagway, Alaska, and it was founded during the Klondike Gold Rush in 1898. Been around a while. Now, now you know, just just like Adam does, I'm going to give you a little bit of the history of this place. But this is this history is fun. I, I loved these stories. Now, the building was erected a year earlier in 1897 and it sat on the corner of 6th and State Street. However, the current Red Onion 
is located at 2nd and Broadway in the same building. Hmm. So how how do you how do you manage that? They must have like spun the city around. <laughs> Just yeah, so spun it close. Like a top. Close. Well, the building was actually lifted up and put on huge logs to serve as rollers. Oh wow. And local men surrounded the structure and literally rolled it down the road to its current location under the power of one horse. Man, Alaskans are tough, dude. I'm telling you. Apparently, Alaskan horses are too. Yeah. That's that's a pretty amazing feat, you know, when you think about it. It's not a huge building. Amazing hooves, not feet. Horse have hooves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I stand correct. I mean, you know, it's not a huge building, but it's still a building. Yeah. You know, it's not like a shack. Right. I mean, you know, they, they got it like the the four blocks or however far it had to go to get to its new location. Now, when they were done, you know, the men were tired and they decided to walk into the newly relocated bar and have a drink. And when they entered from the front side of the street, they realized they were actually walking in through the back of the building. Oh, crap. So, but, you know, not to be outdone, uh, you know, I, it's like rolling a building down the street is one thing, but spinning one 180 degrees is something totally <laughs> different. Yeah. So what they did was they just went out, they cut the front off of the front of the building they cut the back off the back of the building and swapped them. <laughs> That's and, great. And you had nailed them back into place, and you can actually still see the cut lines in the floor about two feet in to the door. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Man. <laughs> I mean, these are people up there for the gold rush, yeah. man. You know, what else are they going to do? Yep. You know? You know? Eh, well, forget it. We'll just cut the cut the. Cut the front off of the back of the building. It was spinning around. You know, this has to be probably one of the best histories of any building we've talked about. (laughs) I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is great. Yep, that's fantastic. That is great. Uh, So, you know, the the Red Onion was was a real hot spot for, for Skagway in 1898, which was rumored to have a population of 15,000 men and 300 prostitutes. Oh, good odds, I guess. <laughs> so not only was the Red Onion a saloon, it was also a very well-known brothel. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Red Onion had 10 upstairs rooms where the male customers and the ladies could um go and... uh they could play cards. Right, right, okay? right. And, and so behind the bar. Do their taxes. Ten, yes. <laughs> Get your taxes done. Yeah. Behind the bar were 10 dolls representing each one of the ladies. And so it had, the dolls would have matching eye color, matching hair color, even matching dresses. So when one of the ladies was, um, uh, busy playing cards. Mm-hmm. The the bartender would would lay her doll down flat, letting the other customers know 
that she was busy in a game. Now, meanwhile, upstairs, the gentleman would pay the ladies with a $5 gold piece for a 15-minute um, card session. game. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, the lady would stash the gold coin and would begin the game. Uh, poker was most likely the game of choice. Sure. Um, <laughs> when they were finished playing, family show, the the lady would drop the coin into a hole in the floor that was connected to a copper pipe, and the coin would rattle down the pipe and land in a safe behind the bar. Now, hearing the coin, the bartender would note which pipe it was coming from and uh, turn and set that lady's doll back upright so that the rest of the customers knew that she was available for another game. Man, that guy <laughs> has, he's got too much knowledge about the inner workings of pipe tuning. <laughs> like, I can tell that one's a C flat. That is Samantha's pipe. I, I thought, man, this is 1898. Yeah. And they, they rigged up that kind of system. Yep. I mean, Crazy. you know, I would have just been like, well, when you come downstairs, I'll know you're available. Yeah, exactly. Well, that wasn't the way it worked. But I was like, that, "That's that's brilliant." Yeah, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, so that that was how uh, that was how things worked. Now, the Red Onion actually served as a saloon and a brothel for only two years, but the original building still stands. And during World War II, the building was used as barracks to board soldiers. And then in subsequent years, it housed a laundry, a bakery, a union hall, a television station, and a gift shop. Now, in 1980, the owner of the building, Jan Rentmore, purchased a liquor license and the building opened once more as a restaurant and a brothel museum. So you can go and take the tour. In fact, you can go on YouTube and you can actually find videos of the tour. And and that's, that's where I got a lot of this interesting history was from the videos of the tour. And I've got that link, um, you know, in, in our uh, in our in our sources in the show notes. Um, so you can go watch it. It's it's very, very entertaining um, with, with, you know, such a cool history for, you know, you know what, what essentially was, you know, the the hottest bar and brothel in a little gold mining town. Right. So now it doesn't have the bloody, scary crazy history like so many of the places that adam and i talk about to, to where when you hear the history you go why no wonder that place is haunted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just doesn't have that but that doesn't mean that whiskey and rum are the only spirits you're going to find there but um, now yeah you like that <laughs> i don't write jokes but i wrote that one in last <laughs> night so you did you did good man <laughs> Now, one of the most recognizable ghosts in the Red Onion Saloon is that of Lydia. Now, Lydia was one of the, the prostitutes of the former brothel. And, you know, they say that over the years, her presence has become pretty well known. There have been various reports of footsteps heard on the second floor where the brothel was. And there's the strong smell of perfume lingering in the air and and there are cold spots 
where the the perfume tends to originate from. Now, there's one story where there was a, a big ruckus upstairs, so much so that the owners called the police. Oh, geez. And so when, when the police got there, um, they went upstairs or they started to go upstairs and they saw a figure uh, running down the hall and into a room, a room which was the once former madam's quarters. Now, when the police got there and inspected the room, it was empty and there was nowhere for an intruder to go. And so it was assumed that this was the ghost of Lydia. Right. Now, Lydia is also said to water the plants where they have seen uh, a full-on apparition Hmm. waving her arm back and forth like she's watering plants with a watering can. That's cool. And there have been many occasions when uh, the hostess of the house would find uh, soil, uh, dampened soil, as if somebody had watered it recently. Oh, wow. Now, like I said, Lydia has been seen many times in a full-on apparition, which, you know, if you've listened to this show, that's pretty rare. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're either seeing, you know, just, you know, a, a, a shadow or or a mist with maybe with some features or, or you see a face. Rarely do you see a full-body apparition or you hear reports of that. Um, but it's also said that she can be a little bit hostile towards some of the men. Maybe this is a throwback from, you know, how she was treated back in the, the late 1800s. Right. I was going to say, um, uh, not to interrupt you, but I was going to say that you were talking about it doesn't have the violent history that a lot of the places do, but brothels then weren't, I mean, they, they weren't as well kept and everything as, right. you know, nowadays where, you know, women were treated respectfully and all that stuff. So I'm sure there was a lot of anger and, and you know, that type of, it wasn't bloody, but it it was a lot of tension and, and maybe malice that soaked into those walls just from, you know, the, the dudes were jerks and didn't treat them right. So the madam being bitter to men makes sense if she's trying to protect her ladies and stuff like That's that, right. you know. That's right. And you you got to consider, um, you know, all these people that, that loaded up for the gold rush, they were looking to make a fortune. Sure. You know, this was their ticket to to wealth and, and easy living. And it didn't work out that way for the majority of them. Right. You know, a lot of them had left families. Um, you know, some of them were, you know, they were on the run from whatever trouble they had. And this, this made sense, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody's going to go this far to look for me and you get away and maybe you find some gold and you just start over somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you didn't necessarily attract the, the best characters. Um, and you know, and you get somebody that's had a, you know, had a rough, rough go of it, hadn't really made a lot. And they're sitting down there having a few drinks, you know, they, they're drowning their sorrows and maybe they get a little rough and you know, that's, you know, not unheard of, and you know, right. security for uh, for females wasn't what it is now in sure. eighteen ninety eight. So, yeah. so yeah, you're right, Adam. I mean, there 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 could have been a lot of a, a lot of emotion there, a lot of a lot of anger and despair and sorrow because things just weren't working out, 
and you know a building like this could absorb it. I mean, you know, we're talking about a building that's over a hundred years old. I mean, the age of the building itself would would lend it to something like this happening. But Lydia is not the only one there. Um, they say there's also a malevolent male spirit there that doesn't really seem to be friendly with anyone, often roughly brushing past staff and guests and moving objects that staff need to do their jobs, such as hiding keys or or taking expensive drinks. Um, the staff has also reported objects flying off the back of the bar. Now, you know, that's you know that, that that's kind of dangerous. Yeah, it is. I mean, you get shot glasses shooting out or beer mugs flying off of the back of the bar. Um, you know, so so well, whoever this character is, you know, he's obviously somebody that in life wasn't wasn't too nice, and right. so his spirit didn't either. Um, some visitors have reported seeing an apparition appear in the display of the madam's dresses, and you can see a lot of photos um, of this place when you look online. And there is a display of of two or three of the madam's dresses, and there's an old, you know, period style light fixture behind them. And what they say is that that light fixture will flicker on and off randomly, and it will shake back and forth. Hmm. But they have they have there have been witnesses that say that they can actually see an apparition of a woman as if she's wearing one of the dresses that's on display. Oh, wild. Yeah, so, you know, that's pretty interesting. You know, there's the dress, and then all of a sudden, this female form, you know, kind of appears with the dress as right. if she's wearing it. Just so, kind of appears inside of it, and that's wild. Yeah, but they say that probably the most active spirit that's in the Red Onion is, is that to be the spirit of Diamond Lil Davenport, who was one of the former madams, and she continues to linger around, around the establishment, keeping an eye on the guests and, of course, you know, her ladies. And she's only known to make herself known to male guests. Now, some of the male visitors have said they've, they've felt um, someone running their hands along their legs, or whispering in their ear, so you know we've, weird. we've we've had uh, we've had a few places that have these uh, overly friendly female spirits that they mm-hmm. get a little touchy feely with the male guests, and you know this is no exception. <laughs> right. So, so old Diamond Lil, uh, you know, if if you visit the Red Door Saloon and you're a guy, um, she may she may give you a little uh, little rub, you know, whisper some mm-hmm. sweet nothings in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, that, something along the lines of uh pay up sucker yeah, right <laughs> i mean it would be probably probably one of the cooler like i i guess experiences you could have with an apparition but it would also be you know quite freaky at the same time because you're actually being touched and right. you know it 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 would be it would be cool to say that you were touched by some ghost, but then again, it would probably freak you the hell out just because you don't really think about them touching you much, you know? Yeah. Now, interesting thing about Diamond Lil, she was, um, you know, she was a real person. This wasn't, you know, just, well, we're not sure. No, she was a real person. Um, and, and she made a pretty good living, um, 
as one of the madams up there. They said that she had all this jewelry and diamonds and even had a diamond wedged between the space in her two front teeth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, she was quite a character. They said that, you know, a, a madam didn't uh, <clears throat> play cards with any of the male visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, she just managed the the ladies right. and, and the business aspect of it. But for the right amount of money, you could, uh, you could, you know, play around a poker with old Diamond Lil. And it was a hundred dollars a night. That's a lot for the 1800s. It, it would be estimated to be $10,000. Wow. Wow. 10 grand. Wow. I mean, <laughs> and you got old diamond face. That's yeah, cool. Now, and it was said that before she would even meet with a male guest, they had to produce like a, a bank statement, um, like, a, you know, a job reference, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff before she would even consider talking to them to prove they had know? the money. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. So she was a pretty interesting character. The The story went on that she, uh, she did, uh, what they said was the, the, the one thing that, you know, in that line of work you can't do and that's fall in love. Oh yeah. And some, uh, some gentleman, uh, you know, wooed her away and then took her for everything she had. Oh no. And, uh, wound up the, say, uh, she wound up in, uh, in Seattle scrubbing floors, uh, at a, at a bank. Yeah. And, uh, and the story from the tour video was that a reporter recognized her and asked her for a quote for the local paper. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I may be on my knees, but at least now it's in a respectful occupation. <laughs> so oh, geez. She still, you know, as the tour guide said, you still had a sense of humor about the whole thing. Um, but, but, you know, interesting characters tend to make interesting ghosts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's obviously what the Red Onion Saloon has. And, you know, I just, when I've, when I came across this story, I was I was looking looking for something just kind of out of the ordinary, and I found this place. I was like, "Well, let me look a little bit," and I thought, "Yeah, there's not enough information for us to dig deep and do a full blown episode." But what we had, I thought, was was so much fun and entertaining that we just had to share it. Oh yeah, um, that that was cool. Hey, but, great history of that building, man. I I, oh, I love that. The, the moving it and then just hacking it in pieces and putting it back together. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And the, the whole idea that they had rigged up a system where they could drop those coins down mm-hmm. the floor and and the bartender would know, you know, who's who's ready, you yeah. know, based on where the coin came from. Yeah, that's that's so, wild. But it's pretty interesting. I, I don't know if we have many Alaskan listeners, but if, if you're listening in alaska then let us know um that's you know we've never said hey if you're from alaska let us know until now um but it's like matt said we haven't done anything in alaska so uh it's cool to finally have something there yeah and in researching this place i learned that there's 
But Alaska has a haunted history, a a pretty a pretty in depth one. Yep. So uh, we could you know, do this, some stuff. Yeah, this may uh, this may not be the last time that we uh, touch on a place in Alaska. Um, I've I've never been to Alaska. You know, I, I feel like I say that all the time. I've never <laughs> been. I hadn't been a lot of places. I guess I'm I'm not I'm not well traveled. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're not as worldly as you thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I haven't. I, I definitely have never been to Alaska. Um, but uh, I, I've always thought that it would be an interesting place to visit. I, w- I remember watching the show Northern Exposure. You remember that? Yeah. And uh, I always thought, man, Alaska seems like a really cool place to be. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to go for a while, but I'm going to have to make a trip up there sometime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, definitely. If you're from there, if you have a cool story of a haunted place in Alaska, uh, let us know. You know, we, you know, it may even be something that we could look into for another show. Yeah. On haunted Alaska, um, but you know, our Facebook group is a great place to do that, and and we we do mention this just about on every show. Um, it's full of great people. Um, there's a lot of activity every single day. This is not going to be one of those groups you sit there and you forget that you even belong to it because you never see any posts from it. Uh-huh. I mean, there are people posting stuff, you know, there's, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, you know, you know, jokes there, but there's a lot of discussions and we've even had people post, um, paranormal problems that they're having. And, you know, a lot of our, uh, graveyard members, have stepped up to the plate to help them, you know, to make suggestions, recommendations on what they ought to do. You know, everything from I've seen, I've seen from, you know, you know, Hey, you know, you know, get you some sage and, you know, and bless the house, purify it, you know, do some other things, uh, to, uh, you know, Hey, I think you might need to call a priest. Yeah. Right. Move. Yeah. yeah, Move. If, If it all else fails, move. Um, you know, but but jump in that group and let us know. And so while you're there, you can get on our uh, our website. It's graveyardpodcast.com. And on our website, you can listen to the show. You can find links to buy Graveyard Tales merchandise. And, and you know, now's a great time to to grab that that summer T-shirt mm-hmm. or that that travel mug for the road trip you've been dying to take, you know, and and. Promote your favorite podcast, or or maybe even just promote ours. Yeah, I mean um, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you can also become a patron, and you know Adam and I are in the graveyard tonight recording new Patreon content. Um, and we like to thank everyone that donates to the show. Yes, it really really helps keep us going. It keeps you know we don't have to run ads. You know, ten minutes worth of ads every show. Right. Um, and and we can keep it as, with the sponsors that we've got. So it, it really makes the content better for you guys. So thank you so much. Um, I don't. I think that about wraps it up for this bonus show. Yes, sir. What about you? You got anything else? No, I got nothing else. Just like you said, thank you to everybody who has supported us, and and you know to everybody who continues to support us. It it means the world to us. We couldn't keep doing it without you guys. Yep. So. Thank you for joining us on this uh, supposed to be dark week. <laughs> and until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon.
story loved by many. A story ended too soon. A story with no ending. But we heard you. You asked. And now we deliver. David, David, please stop. Just stop. I have to die in order for our daughter to be born. Just, ah! Just what did you plan on telling me this? Do you want to explain why it's taken so long to kill one little girl? What are you saying? The queen. She's launching an attack. She's coming for you, Amber. David? already started, but I am not the one who started it. Now get out of my house! Amber launches an energy ball at Roy. Do it! Now!